Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of our Building Faith podcast. It's great to welcome you to another conversation we're going to enjoy today. Uh, also, want to say Happy New Year. Obviously, we've got the holidays behind us and starting into a, a new year, new opportunities for Faith Community Church and and new things to report about the Building Faith Initiative. So it's going to be a, hopefully a great time for us together and uh, an informative time and an encouraging time. I am really um, excited about the conversation we're going to have today. I have special guest here in the Building Faith Studios. We need to get a like a big giant sponsor. You know, some, you know, some shows they have the the XYZ Corporation Studios. Uh, that'd be great. Maybe drop some some cash into our building fund. That'd be awesome. But uh, no no major sponsor here. But we do have a, a major uh, guest. He's a celebrity uh, in his own right. Uh, the great Jeff Horn. How you doing, Jeff? Doing well, Richard. Yeah. It's good to be with you. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Uh, so all the sarcasm and antics out of the way, I am really excited, again, as I said, about having Jeff here, not only um, because he's a great guy and a, a great faithful servant of the Lord here at Faith Community Church, and, and it's good to spend time with him, but really the the subject matter that we're going to focus in on today, and that's evangelism. And uh, Jeff has a heart for evangelism. He is gifted in the area of evangelism. So just grateful for uh, the time we're going to get to spend together. Jeff, obviously, we do this pretty much every time we have these these podcasts. We have a guest on that hasn't been on before. I think it's really helpful for the that person to just kind of introduce themselves. There's people in our church that um, may not know you that well. Some know you well. Some don't know you well. Others don't know you at all. And uh, we also have new people coming in and um, and... And so just this is an opportunity for you to kind of just introduce yourself to those that are listening. Okay. Well, um, my wife and I, Betty Ann, have been at Faith for about 10 years now. Um, and uh, we have a family. We have a daughter who uh, lives in Charleston, South Carolina, and a son and daughter-in-law who live here in town. You may know them, uh, Taylor and Tiffany Horn. And most importantly, they have our granddaughter, Emma, who is uh, six months old. Yeah, the kids, it, it's always fascinating to me to find out how fast the actual children become old news when the grandchildren come. Well, they're just the caretakers of our grandchildren. <laughs> so, uh, and my, and Betty Ann's really good at bribing. Um, well, that's not probably not a good word, but uh, she's very helpful uh, <laughs> when it involves them coming to our house I'm sure. and bringing Emma or otherwise. So uh, we're we're thrilled as grandparents. It really is the best thing. And what about uh, professionally, and and how that intersects with uh, what you do to help the church? Well, I'm an accountant by trade, so currently I work at Southern Company, and I've been there probably about 12 years now. And um, the opportunity came up to serve the church probably about two years ago as the bookkeeper. And uh, so that was uh, a job I'm uh, hopefully I'm well-equipped for. And uh, so I've been able to serve in that manner, serve on the, um, the Building Faith Committee, um, providing some input, helping Shane with various things that the banks need and stuff like that. So, um, and more importantly, paying those invoices as they roll in, as we uh, break ground and start doing other important things. Yeah, just a, a vital role that Jeff plays on the team and, um, and really helping us in the area of, of finance. So we're grateful to have him in that role and bringing his expertise. Of course, I'm sure that uh, our, our uh, transactional complexity is 
not on the same level that you're accustomed to, but uh, we're grateful nonetheless that you're looking at it. Well, and there's, us. there's a few less zeros at the end. Yeah, but I'm sure. Yeah, at the end of the day, accounting isn't account- is accounting. So, Well, we're, we're grateful for you. Well, as I said, we're, we're going to be talking today about evangelism and building faith. And, you know, we say this uh, every time. We say this every time we, we record that um, when we talk about building faith, we're, we're definitely talking um, in specific about our building faith initiative that is uh, really about our, our construction project to build our new church facility on the property that we purchased a few years ago. And, um, but we're also wanting to make sure that we keep this this truth before all of us uh, as we walk through this project that can become, you know, kind of a, a large area of focus for any any church. But we want to make sure that we're thinking about building faith in the larger sense of that that phrase, that term, that idea. And certainly, when you think about evangelism, uh, that is a key part of what building faith is all about. Um, and so, I'm really eager to to just hear your thoughts and have a conversation about that with you, Jeff, and really think, uh, I think maybe a, uh, a practical way, a helpful way to start is just to think about evangelism in light of uh, the Great Commission, where you have Jesus gathering with his disciples shortly before his ascension, and, uh, and really just launching into this, this statement that... Um, that we kind of live by as a, as a church and as right. the body of Christ, and yeah. that's to go into all the world and to make disciples and to teach them to observe all things that he commanded them and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So this great commission that we find in Matthew chapter 28, um, talk to me a little bit about what you think about the commission that we've been given as God's people uh, and the intersection of that sort of that massive statement um, to the disciples and then by extension to all those that would follow, uh, and, and, and just the practical um, opportunities we have for personal evangelism. Yeah, it's, I, I guess when I think about that passage, the first thing I think about is it is a command. And so disobedience to that command is a sin. Mm. And so oftentimes, I think we're going to talk about it later, about what is an evangelist and, and all those things that go into it, but we're all commanded as believers in Christ to share the gospel. I uh, heard John MacArthur at one time preach a sermon in Birmingham, and essentially the, the, the focus of the message was God left us here to do one thing, and that's to share the gospel. Because everything else, from worship to praise to everything else, we're going to do perfectly in heaven. But we can do one thing here that we can't do in heaven, and that's share the gospel. And so it's so important. And you, then you look at the, the whole commission itself. It begins with sharing the gospel, and then you go to discipleship, and then you go to maturity, and then you replicate yourself from an evangelistic standpoint. And so it's just critical that we do that. I'm, another point I always harp on is we are so easily focused on our spiritual disciplines of prayer and Bible reading and Bible study because those are relatively easy and we can compartmentalize those. And But when you think about evangelism also being a spiritual discipline, then it takes a little bit more effort to to execute that, if you will, maybe a bad word. But um, And so sometimes it becomes, it takes second place or third place or fourth place because um, it's more difficult to do. And obviously people have a natural fear of that. And, uh, and so sometimes we just have an excuse that, well, I don't really have the op- any opportunities. I'm, I'm around Christians all day. 
And so um, we, um, but obviously Christ has commanded us to do that, and we should be focused on that. So thinking about a couple of things that you just said, um, obviously one of the things that I think is on many people's minds when they think about evangelism, there is a fear factor. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that uh, when you consider the command to go into all the world and to spread the gospel, to share, uh, to witness to this great salvation that's been brought to us in Christ, um, and then the, the corresponding fear that you, you mentioned that I think many people have, um, you know, we look around today and we look at our culture today, and particularly the culture that we experience here in our country and some of the, the dynamics that you see of, of sort of this, um, I don't know, this new form of anti-Christian uh, sort of mockery and ridicule right. and, mm-hmm. and even uh, diminishing people's um, legitimate freedoms and opportunities in certain workplaces and environments like that. Um, I think it, it can give us a sense of, of maybe out there mm-hmm. that that there yeah. you know there are real threats you know there right. are real potential threats or we we maybe adopt a, um, a mindset that says you know I really don't want to um, create an unnecessary offense that would compel people to be resistant to right. the gospel at some point yeah. so I don't I don't want to come on too strong or that kind of thing um, and really none of these things are new at all. Right. Um and when you think about the 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 time at which this commission was given, the culture that they were in, um much worse than we have today. Yeah. I mean, it's just so 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 how many how many different um conversations I'll I'll use that term loosely, conversations Jesus had uh with the disciples, um really calling them out for their lack of faith. Um, encouraging them in the midst of the kinds of things that they would have to face right. yep. in their witness. So, mm-hmm. um, so talk a little bit about how you have been able to maybe yourself kind of overcome some of those fears. Like, what's that been like for you? What's that journey been like for you? Because I think that you're probably, comparatively, you're on the very low end of the spectrum in terms of fear factor. Well, I, I would like to say that's true. Um, do I still... Do, do I still bail out sometimes? I, absolutely. But I would say the biggest part of it is knowing that it's a command and then starting to do it. And as you do it more and more, you, re, you realize two things. One is God does work in this. God does give you the Holy Spirit within you to overcome that fear. But more important, well, is equally as important, is the blessing that you receive when you do witness to someone. So yeah, you can, in your mind, you can say, okay, well, he's going to reject me. He's going to call me this. He's going to ask me about whatever topic, you know, uh, Joshua and the children of Israel wiping out whatever race of people. But if we will stick with the gospel, and uh, some of those, I mean, some of those encounters do occur. But more often than not, if you talk to people about the gospel or talk to them about themselves and bring the gospel in, you'll be pleasantly surprised mm. to know that they love to talk about themselves. 
And when you're polling them on what their religious beliefs are, rarely do people tell me, I really don't want to share that with you. Unfortunately, if they do say that, they usually say, I'm a Christian and I'm not going to talk about it. Hmm. But um, so often, if you will just take this, the, the chance, uh, I tell people that when you get to share the gospel with someone and they listen and they understand and you walk away with a successful witnessing encounter, and let me define that first, when you walk away from someone, the successful encounter is they either repent or they know they need to repent. That's it. Hmm. We're, we're not in charge of the results. But when you do that, God gives you just, uh, he, he just reinforces in your mind and your spirit that this is so important. And you've done exactly what we've want, that God wants us to do. Hmm. Um, last weekend, I had an opportunity. Uh, I was at a Starbucks um, in a hotel, completely vacant except for the girl behind the counter. And so she, we, we talked a little bit about, and I bought something, and I started to walk off, and I thought, this is odd. This is a hotel lobby. There's no one else around. Let's have a, let me just see if I can have a conversation. And so I just launched in and said, hey, what does it take to go to heaven in your opinion? And we talked for about four or five minutes and got to share the full gospel. She was not offended uh, in any way. She was thinking about what we talked about. So it, it, people have that fear, but often it's based on what could happen, not what will happen. Mm. And I think when people step out and do that, that they see the, they see the result that, yes, God is in control. God will guide the conversation. And his truth goes forth. I mean, my prayer when I go out on the street is that Jesus will be held high, that he will be glorified. Hmm. And that's what we're after. You know, a moment ago you mentioned um, how people can sort of categorize or think clearly about sort of other disciplines in their spiritual life, uh, Bible study, prayer, these things, mm-hmm. um, and and think about them more clearly and engage in them maybe more consistently if you want to. Term it that way. Um, Since it's the new year, right? That's right. We're, we're making resolutions. New resolutions, yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, in thinking about evangelism in particular, and, and as, as in, in the relationship of evangelism with maturity, you know, you go to, for example, Ephesians, and that, that section in chapter 4 that really is talking about the body of Christ, and it's talking about spiritual unity in the body right. of Christ, and it's talking about the ultimate objective of of the body of Christ and those who are part of the body of Christ being mature, mm-hmm. not being tossed to and fro. Right. right in the middle of all that is this reference to gifts being given to the church in the form of gifted people to, to use those gifts in this growth and unity and in maturity. Right. And right in the middle of that list is the is the gift of the evangelist to the church. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think about that, it, it, to me, what, what sort of jumps out, particularly as we're talking about this as a point of emphasis, is spiritual maturity in the body of Christ uh, is diminished if there's not evangelism or the gift of the evangelist that's been given to the church being right. exercised. There's that that recognition. Right. Um, so unity is potentially diminished or threatened, and maturity is diminished or threatened. Um, and so this, this idea that we can focus our attention on 
the things that we think will build spiritual maturity in in those sort of top of the list kind of things of Bible study and prayer and and you know discipleship conversations and and groups that we get together and we right. talk about our faith and we're encouraged and accountability for you know areas of weakness or sin or whatever. Um, this this whole issue of evangelism is right in the middle of this this principle of growing in spiritual maturity and right. the church growing in spiritual unity. Right, because if if we're not evangelizing, then the discipleship, to a degree, could if we don't evangelize, we don't have disciples. Right, so we could we could stay in our little clique and learn systematic theology all day long, but until we apply that and take it out and share the truth that we understand and 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 be able to defend the attributes of God, the you know, just all those doctrines that we hear about every Sunday when we get such good teaching at the church, those those are the same things that we communicate to people. Um, whether, you know, the attributes of God are, are, are really key. We talk about a lot in evangelism, um, the holiness of God, because that's, at the end of the day, what people don't really think about with God. And so theology is so important that you can answer. I had a guy one time ask me just out of nowhere, he said, so what do you think of female pastors? And so I took two minutes, answered the question with scripture, and he was done. And I turned around and walked off. But you never know when that's going to happen. But it's not, it's not to be an intimidating factor, but this knowledge that we have, whether it's sharing it among believers or sharing it with unbelievers. It's just so important. The Word of God has answers, as we talk about in the counseling ministry. And so um, to stand there boldly in front of someone and share the truth of the Word, whether it's just the, you know, the gospel and the, their need for repentance, or it even branches out into other subjects, uh, it's just so important. And so you talked about unity. One of the most unifying things for me with those folks that I've been out witnessing with or those that come up to me um, just in the hallway on Sunday and say, hey, man, uh, pray for this guy. My bug guy came by the house, and uh, we, get, we had like an hour discussion about the gospel. So I'll write his name down, and that's part of my prayer request for the week or prayer, prayer list for the week is let me pray for this guy because when somebody's fired up about that, it just it's contagious, mm-hmm. and you and you like to see those things going on where people say, "Oh man, yeah, hey, you got to pray for this guy." This we had a great conversation, or uh, I was talking to this guy and he asked me a question. I really didn't have a good answer. What would you have said? And so when they're focused on that, you know that uh, there there's a they're full orbed Christians, if you will. They're they're really getting it, and and so their prayer and Bible study is not just self-absorption, but it's going forth. Hmm. You know, we uh, as a church, we are uh, what you might uh, consider reformed in our understanding of salvation and how um, God is sovereign in the work of bringing someone from a spiritual position of death to spiritual life, and that we are you know we're a means that God uses in that process, but it's it's really all of God and all of grace that uh, that brings someone to salvation. It's funny because you know those who are reformed or maybe referred to as Calvinistic in their understanding of salvation, you know the the typical maybe uh, a little bit of an exaggeration for some, but but not so much all the time. We we are accused of you know well if you're if you believe in the sovereignty of God, then surely you don't believe in evangelism, right? Right. right? So there's mm-hmm. this sort of straw man kind of 
uh, accusation that's thrown up. But I know that you've got training coming up, uh, and you call it discipleship, or we call it discipleship evangelism. Right. And so talk a little bit about that and how that intersects with you know, a church that believes in the sovereignty of God and salvation, but we believe that we are called to be very active and vibrant in evangelism. Right. Well, I think the Bible is clear that God uses means. So I would say the two means that God uses to bring people to faith is obviously the proclamation of the truth. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And then also, as we all know, uh, if we have lost family members, it also comes down to prayer. And so the the typical, I guess, process for evangelism is you share the truth and then you pray for those people and hope that God will open their eyes. But that, again, the fact that God does that doesn't get us off the hook. So in the class, we do two things. We learn a basic method to share your faith. And so we, we teach the way of the master. It just uses the Ten Commandments, very simple method. Now, we go deeper than that. Um, but at the same time, we're talking about where the church is today, what's the modern gospel that people are supposedly saved under. Uh, we talk about the sovereignty of God and evangelism because if we're out there doing it, we need to understand what the Bible says about it. And we do know that God calls those that are His. Then we talk about um, one of the most important things, I think, in this day and age, especially in this area, is how do you witness to a false convert? How do you witness to somebody that's essentially a victim of the modern gospel who walked an aisle and said a prayer and then basically lives any way they want to? And there are ways to address that in a loving way, but that's probably half of the conversations I have in the normal course of, a, uh, of an evening on the streets in Atlanta is that everyone's saved, hmm. but then when you start drilling down a little bit, you want them to see that, well, maybe there is a holiness that's required with this life. Maybe, maybe I am Matthew 7, and on Judgment Day, Jesus will say, depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. So we, we try to understand what the Bible has to say about that, what the true gospel is, what, are, what is the gospel we should be sharing to make sure we've got that right? Because God's only honored when we actually follow what His Word says. Hmm. Well, I would uh, encourage any of you who are listening to this, um, th- there's an opportunity for you to, to not only just step out, and um, I'm encouraging myself as I say this, and just begin to, to look for, be mindful of, be, be just sensitive to all the opportunities that are around us all the time. Um, you know, Jeff mentioned a Starbucks and a hotel. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's just normal every day. It's, it's a matter of, of seeing the opportunity and then taking that step to recognize that there is a, a soul that you're mm-hmm. dealing with. You're not just dealing with a cashier right. or a barista yeah. or, or, or a colleague at work or whatever. You're dealing with a, a soul. Right. Um, and so having that, that spiritually... Uh, attuned burden mm-hmm. uh, for the lost, uh, but also recognize that there's training available yeah. um, that, at the church that we want to um, equip um, the saints for the work of the ministry, as it says in Scripture. And so this discipleship evangelism training is a, a, a just one opportunity, one avenue for that, and want to encourage you to to consider being a part of that, either this time that it's come, that, that it's a make, being made available or as it comes back around, because it, it, it comes back around multiple times during, out, during the course of the year. But really just uh, coming back around to this whole uh, focus of building faith, we, you know, we, are, we are wanting to um, highlight the fact that we're 
we've, we've got this property. By the way, trees are coming down like crazy right now. We've had a really good, good stretch of weather. And if you've been by the property or if you've checked Instagram, you've seen pictures of that. Really grateful for the progress that's being made there. Um, but that we, we, we don't want to just build a building that we can all go meet in. We want to be a city on a hill. We want there to be light shining forth. Um, and that, that comes from both us living out the faith that we profess, but also spreading that word, that witness, that testimony of what Christ has done. So uh, as we think about building faith, we think about uh, really what's practically going on on the property with the clearing of trees, um, continue to be praying for that work, by the way, continue to be praying for the design work that's underway uh, and, and hopefully near completion. Um, there's going to be bid process that's going to be taking place uh, fairly soon. Um, the actual site work and the dirt work that's going to be taking place. All these things are are matters of prayer. They're matters that kind of keep us encouraged and optimistic about um, having uh, at one point in the not-too-distant future a, a physical place for us to meet once again. Um, but really, this is about us coming together as God's people for the spread of the gospel and for the, the advancement of the kingdom of God and um, and so part of that is really our effort to be faithful evangelists. So Jeff, I'm really grateful that um, you're a part of this body and you're really uh, helping us um, see a constant standard of having this kind of heart mm-hmm. for the gospel, but also you're bringing your, your unique uh, gifts of teaching and instruction in this area to the body. And so just want to thank you for that. Yep. And, uh, and also thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. God bless you guys. We'll look forward to another opportunity very soon to, uh, to kind of continue to have this conversation about what it means for us to be building faith and, um, and continue to pray. Pray for all that's going on on the property now and pray for this training that's coming up beginning starting this weekend and we'll be continuing on for a number of weeks going forward. And just pray that God would continue to grow us in this important area of evangelism as the body of Christ at Faith Community Church. Thank you.